MLM Moms is a place for faith-based network marketing moms that want to have a thriving business without compromising family time. We truly can have it all, but we can't do it all. A true MLM mom knows how to prioritize and schedule her time, leverage systems that sell, and outsource to create true time freedom. In this podcast, you'll get the inside scoop of day-to-day action of how I run a seven-figure business and multiple streams of income as a full-time mompreneur. We'll talk about all the things, time hacks, marketing, social media, and have special guest interviews. Let's build time freedom together so that we can advance the kingdom of God. Hey, my name is Megan Miles, founder and CEO of Frazzle to Free, and welcome to the MLM Moss Podcast. Hey guys, what's up? It's Megan Miles, and excited. I'm actually recording today's podcast from Scottsdale, Arizona, and um, it's so beautiful. We actually just finished up an amazing weekend at a breakthrough workshop with Rob Sperry. I'm so honored I get to help support, put that on, and so great. So if you're if you're somebody who's been wanting to come to a live event, um, definitely message us. Um, we'd love to help connect you to that workshop. It's super fun. Um, next one's in October. Anyways, um, didn't plan on dropping that little promo there, but there it is. Um, anyways, it was such an incredible weekend. You know, I love that I am able to serve at that event. About <clears throat> two years ago, I was introduced to Rob Sperry's events, and I started out by just helping him with some music, and slowly, event after event, I've now become basically like the one who runs the entire event. Um, but it's really cool because it really just started with me um, just being willing to serve. And I, you know, I think back to a lot of things of, you know, in this industry, especially we get so focused on like, what are we going to get out of it? What's our result going to be? How much, how many dollars are we going to make? But if we focus first on serving, right. And serving people, you know, the money, the sales, the results will come. And I was reminded by this this weekend when, you know, uh, Rob Sperry actually so generously, like it was so crazy. He brought me up on stage and he basically gifted me a $5,000 event ticket to his leader of leaders mastermind, um, which the next one's in Monte Carlo. I haven't decided if I'm going to go to that one or the next one after that. Um, But it was super gracious of him. And I like started bawling and crying. (laughs) Um, It was crazy, but mm. I was reminded of the scripture, Mark 6, 33, seek first God and the kingdom and his righteousness, righteousness and all these things too shall come to you. And it's basically talking about, you know, how God will fulfill the promises. He will bring you everything that you need. Maybe not everything that you want, but everything that you need. If you just keep your eyes focused on him, if you keep focusing on him and keep focusing on seeking to advance the kingdom of God. And the number one way that we do that is through servant leadership. And so right now, some of you might be really, really scared to step out in faith and serve in an area because maybe you hear God calling you in that area, but you're, you're hesitant because it just, you're like, that feels weird. Right. But just trust in the Lord. Like he knows, and he speaks to you for a reason. And sometimes he asks us to do things that just don't make sense. Like if you were to ask me if it makes sense to literally pay for help with my son, pay to go to an event, pay for travel and go and, and put on this like three day event for free. Most people say that doesn't make sense, but what I have learned over the last year and a half, putting these events on 
and working side by side with Rob, Mr. Rob Sperry. I mean, he's like a pro in the industry just learning how he operates. And I'm, I'm so honored to be able to serve alongside him. And um, what I have learned has been such a fruit and such a gift in itself. And so sometimes we think about like, oh, what's the monetary result that we're going to get? And we, and we forget about like what other types of results, the relationships we're going to build, the alignments we're going to make, the knowledge we're going to get, and the other types of promises that God's going to deliver to us, not just, not just monetary <clears throat> types of results. So Again, focus on that, especially for leaders out there, you know, focus on your people, focus on serving your people and everything else will fall in place if you put the people first. And so, um, yeah, anyways, I'm, I'm excited to dive in today. I'm going to talk just briefly a little bit about um, some tech, tech stuff, some automation stuff. I'm going to actually got to close the store here real quick. One second. And so I was actually talking to a girlfriend this morning and I wanted to just kind of um, help those of you who are, are starting to get kind of on the mark, digital marketing side and looking to become digital market, marketers to grow your online business and your network marketing organization. Mm. <clears throat> so um, one of the biggest things you want to have is a landing page. And we, not just any landing page, but a landing page that's considered a lead magnet. So I'm going to give you some quick definitions of this. So a lead magnet is basically something that you either give away or charge like super, 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 you know, pretty low cost in order to attract more potential buyers to you and it allows you to capture their information. So it's called a lead magnet because you literally are magnetizing leads to you. And you're basically saying, hey, I have this super cool, fancy thing, uh, super amazing, like you can't live without it, like you absolutely need it, you're creating a lot of urgency in it. And if you give me your email address, or your phone number or both, I will give it to you. So whatever data you're asking. So, so basically you're capturing the lead so that you can own the lead to email market to text market to, um, and continue to nurture to take them through a process to um, through a customer journey, basically, as you nurture them over, you know, the next three days, six months, a lifetime, really. Um, and so that's the reason it's called the lead magnet. Now, the other thing I want to kind of go over is what's the difference? And these are a couple of questions that, that we've gotten, right? So um, what's the difference between a landing page and a website? <clears throat> So here's the difference. So a website, you guys have probably heard websites are dead, right? Like they don't convert anymore. And the reason for this is because a confused mind says no. So if you're someone who hasn't fully established your brand and credibility in your space, um, your website doesn't really mean something to a cold market. Now, websites can be great as credibility, like influencers and like, say you're a speaker, like you want to have that credibility piece because corporations are going to want to look at your website, see your, you know, your, your stats, your credibility, your, you know, bio, et cetera. But when attract, focusing on attracting new buyers, like if you have a website and some of you are like, oh no, I've been doing this. Like, it's okay. Right. Like th this is where you can kind of learn is when you have a website, confused buyer says no, right. If there's too many options and too many offers, your conversions go way down. The person looking at the, the, the page, basically the unique view is less likely to say yes right? And you want people to say yes, right? Even if it's for something free, because you want their email, you want their information so you can nurture and grow likability, relationship, trust with them, relatability. And so 
a landing page is essentially a page that is essentially promoting one single offer offer. It doesn't have different tabs with different things. It's all about one thing. It's my number one free guide to blah, 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 blah. Right. Um, and then it tells you the reasons why you need it. Maybe put some scarcity and urgency in it. And then it asks for your, for your information. Right. So again, notice the difference is the website has different tabs. It talks about who you are, maybe has like, oh, join my blog, join my this, watch my YouTube. A landing page is has one specific purpose and only that. <clears throat> so with a landing page, and especially someone who's cold market, it's it's like the highest way to convert them into a potential customer or new customer, get, capture their data because you are able to sell one thing and not confuse the market. You're able to sell one thing and not confuse them. Again, a confused mind says, no, that's why simplicity is key, right? In everything that you do, you should have like, what is the main overview point? Like, what do you want this person? Like if it's a webinar or, you know, a presentation, like what do you, a training, what do you want this one person to walk away knowing I for sure learned that? Like that was the, the overall uh, <clears throat> idea that I was sold on, okay? So that's the first thing. Um, a couple questions I got from some people this weekend that I wanted to kind of tackle are uh, um, automation. Like I asked people, you know, what, what holds you back from automation? And most people said they just don't know where to start. And <clears throat> I get it. That was me too. But you've got to start somewhere. So rather than being fearful of how am I going to be able to learn it all, taking baby steps, you know, step-by-step step to learning um, how you can set up automations and, and what that really means and working with an automation coach or, you know, stuff like that. Um, I know like we specifically use a software that does so much and we are going to be doing an upcoming masterclass on how to set up your automations, have campaigns for your team members, for potential customers, potential team members, and then also how to like attract new team members on autopilot through branding and, and advertising. Um, so <clears throat> again, don't be scared of the automation because, um, it, it actually will help you just, just take your time, like start the process. The other thing someone said was they felt like it took over the relationship. So let me clarify something. Automation isn't meant to like replace the high producing income activities. Like it's not meant to replace, you know, having the enrolling conversation with your potential recruit. It's not meant to replace having maybe an onboarding or, or a coaching call with like up and coming leaders. You know, <clears throat> what it's meant to replace is a lot of the manual tasks that you shouldn't be doing. It's also meant to pre-qualify and trigger engagement for you. And I'll give you an example. Um, let's say that I have like XYZ skincare product that I sold and I'm using a platform that strategically, you know, can automate things for me. I might have a customer email list where 30 days after a customer orders, they go through a certain campaign. And what I mean by campaign, it's like a, a, a series of steps of emails and texts that they get through a customer journey. <clears throat> and let's say on day 30, after someone joins, they get a text that says, hey, name, like personalized name, how are you liking your product? What's What's been your favorite thing so far? So notice it's asking a question and 
if they're interested enough in talking to me, they'll respond. And then that's where I can go. I get a ding that they person that responded and I can go converse back with them rather than me having to go up and pull up reports and then go manually message all of those people. It's automated on autopilot. So now I'm only talking to people who have basically been pre-qualified and have gone through triggered engagement. So now I'm only talking to people who are like excited to talk about their purchase or excited to talk about the potential opportunity or excited to talk about learning and growing in the organization because maybe it's a team campaign. So I hope that makes sense. Um, so again, it's not meant to you know replace the relationship. It's meant to help duplication and. I heard this said a few days ago. Um, I forget who said, I was watching a YouTube video about automations and it was saying, you know, basically automations, again, they're not meant to replace a relationship, but they're meant to replace manual work of leaders so that you can focus on um, developing those leaders more and help use their time for more income producing activities and more elite leadership. So just think about it. if you were to take you know, an extra 10 hours a month away from your work schedule by automations, you could spend 10 hours extra a month on more lead generation and helping more up and coming leaders and by far duplicating your entire process. So, <clears throat> um, okay. The last question we had was outsourcing. And I asked people like, what's the biggest thing from holding you back? And, you know, quite a few people mentioned, you know, they just don't know where to start, which you know, we're in the process of putting together an e-guide with like our outsourcing tips for you guys. But one of the biggest things was we, they were like, we feel like we're, well, A, it's control, right? And they don't know what to delegate. Okay. So if you have, if you feel like you have too much control, like you're, you are never going to be able to grow an organization. And I say this very light. I say this I don't like, you might be able to get an organization to grow, but you wouldn't be able to get a true business to grow. And the reason why is because it's impossible for you to scale your business without letting go of some of the tasks. So, and people are going to make mistakes. It's okay. It's just going to happen. It's a part of the leadership development right process. But, but if you can delegate, a, you know, a task that you can do that someone can do at least 80% as good as you you should delegate it. And so a lot of people that, again, they always ask, what should I delegate? So if you can find someone who can do it at least 80%, 70 to 80% as good as you delegate it. Okay. It may not have your perfect spin on it and it may not be done exactly the same, but if it's done up to 80% par, you should delegate it to open up your time, to focus on building your skill set and using your skill set to advance things like lead generation, closing, um, leadership development, stuff like that. So that was that was honestly one of the biggest things was just just not being willing to, you know, let let somebody else do it. And that's the thing is like mistakes are going to happen. Um, we've learned a lot through outsourcing. I guess like my couple quick tips would be a like create a system of pro an SOP, which is a system of process for your virtual assistant. Um, you know, definitely create a system, um, have weekly check-ins on zoom, um, and then do quarterly reviews. So this is something we do with each of our team members and 
um, it, we, we document everything as well. So we document performance and, um, yeah. And then we ask them too, like, what do you notice is going well? What's not going well? Like, and I try to ask like, what can I do to make your job easier? You know, what can I do? And most often it's funny. It's like, you can slow down and, and explain a little better. I move really fast. Right. And so what I actually ended up doing, cause I kept getting that was hiring a project manager where I could basically leave like a long-winded recording where they can translate it and make it a step-by-step -step process for me and then delegate it to the team, to the team member. And I'm talking about like virtual assistant team member, not in my organization. Anyways, you guys, I'm having this like awesome mocktail. I kind of made it a mocktail. It's actually just like a poppy soda that I mixed with iced tea and orange. And it's so dope. I can't believe it just said dope. I normally don't say that word. Um, so I hope I answered some questions for you guys. Hey, if you're uh, not already in our online community, Frazzle to Free, that's a great space to ask questions too. You can look it up, Frazzle to Free. Um, you can ask questions in there and uh, maybe in the future we'll put something together where we can have a link to like ask your questions down below in the podcast. But I, if you've made it this far, I appreciate you tuning in. I hope I crushed some questions for you guys that you may have been wondering. And my biggest tip to you would be like, just start, just start somewhere. You know, you're going to run in pro into problems. Like pro problems are opportunities for you to find solutions and to grow your skill sets. So the moment you stop focusing on the stress of there's going to be problems, the moment you can actually start building your business e even greater and further and becoming like a solution maker. Okay. So remember leaders don't find problems. They find solutions. So when, when problems arise, we just, we just get better and better at finding solutions. Um, yeah. All right, guys. Well, I got to get ready for my flight back home. It's been so much fun. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast and I'll see you on the next one. Hey, I hope you loved today's episode of the MLM Moms podcast. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you can get notified when we drop new interviews and nuggets. And hey, I have a free gift for you. I created a training that breaks down the three secrets to time freedom in any network marketing business without the burnout and without the guilt every time you pick up your phone. You can grab it at www.letsbuildfreedom.com. It's absolutely free. But hey, in exchange, could you do me one favor? Share this episode with someone you think who would really enjoy it and help me spread the word. Thanks. I'll see you on the next episode of the MLM Moms podcast.